0: the Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word.
1: To be right with God, Proverbs 27.1 may be a verse you need to read and listen to. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. What a verse against procrastination. Don't wait for a convenient season. Don't wait for another day. But today's the day of salvation. It is your day. So today on Exploring the Word, we're in Proverbs 27 and 28. Uh, Alex and I are going to go through these and point out some of the highlighted verses that I think will bless you. But verses 27, 1 and 2 go together. Let me read one again. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Better watch tooting your own horn. Again, this is Bert Harper and Dr. Alex McFarlane. And it's our joy to be with you on this great program we call Exploring the Word. And so, Alex, uh, again... What we're doing in twenty seven and twenty eight, we've there. I, I just went through and I uh, highlighted several verses, and uh, these verses are are that are verses that really should get our attention, shouldn't they?
2: Well, they do get our attention, and you know, I, I think most Christians that uh, you know walk with the Lord and let the Holy Spirit lead them. If ever you say, you know, we're going to do this and such, or you know, next month I'm doing this or that. I always think about Proverbs twenty-seven, one, where it says, "Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for you do not know what a day will bring forth." And we, and this is reiterated in the New Testament too, in James. But we say, you know, good Lord willing, we're going to do this or that. I mean, haven't you said that many times throughout have, your life, Bert? I have, and because yeah, I have. We habits. we don't want to be presumptuous, and you know, Bert, uh, we realize every day is a gift from God. The ability to make plans and carry out those plans—that's a blessing from the Lord, and that's just this is just one of the uh, literally hundreds of gold nuggets of God's wisdom that we get in the Book of Proverbs. It does again. James has it. It, it talks about life is but a vapor. You better
1: make yeah. the most of it while you can. And then verse two again. Uh, Let another man praise you. Be careful. Uh, you start believing your own press. Uh, that In sports, mm-hmm. that's what they talk about. Don't believe uh, your own press. Every game is a new game, and you've got to go out there and do it again. Well, let me just share with you, in the, in the Christian life, each day is a gift from God. And I've heard it on print, you know, life is God's gift to us. What we do with our lives is a gift back to God. For the believer, that is so true. We want to be able to, to do that, but not saying, look at us. Now, the Bible says, let those see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. It did not say, draw attention to your own good works, Alec. It says, let others see
2: them, that they may glorify the Father in heaven. Well, yes, and when you're honoring the Lord and using your gifts and serving the Lord, you you. You don't need to worry about accolades. Uh, they, they'll come along. I mean, <laughs> excellence is hard to overlook. And uh, so we don't want to be narcissistic and self-centered. You know, the old saying, a man a man wrapped up in himself makes a pretty small package. <laughs> um, it goes on. And uh, there, there's really a contrast. You know, Bert, you and I have remarked about how many of these verses seem to go together. Verse 4 of Proverbs 27 talks about the wrath of a fool being heavy. But then, on the flip side, open rebuke is better than secret love. I mean, there is a time when constructive criticism, and this is not like the uh, just arbitrary mercurial anger of somebody who's unwise, but this is constructive criticism. Uh, It's better for constructive criticism than unspoken appreciation and then here is this classic. Well, Alex, let me say a word, word about God. verse 5 first, if you don't mind,
1: okay. just real quickly. Okay. This I, I know I jump on it. This shows you the accountability. God desires yes. for us to have accountability to one another. He sent them out two by two. Yes, for strength, for encouragement, but also for accountability. I look at verse 5, and you want a accountability partner that will come to you and say, listen, what you're doing and what you're saying you need to look at that. Uh, there, you need to measure that up. So, Alex, I just want to drop that in. Go to verse 6 because, again, verse 6 is another one of those gems that you just started with.
2: Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Bert, I had a, a relative named Joy Lindley. You know, on my mom's side of the family, there were a bunch of, uh, I'm just going to say it, old-made teachers. There were there were a half a dozen women on my mom's side that were aunts and cousins that were teachers and many in Christian schools and Joy Lindley I'll never forget I was a little little kid and I would say of my sister Caroline I'd say me and Caroline did this and me and Caroline went so so and so and Joy Lindley she said brother because that's what they call me she said um, may I correct you and. I was, I don't know, seven or eight. I said, okay. She said, don't say me and Caroline, say Caroline and I did this or that. And another time she would correct me was that um, I would say, can I go inside and get something to eat? And she would say, may I go inside? She goes, I don't know if you can, but may I? Now, this might sound picky, but I want to tell you, um, these... Ladies that tried to teach me grammar at a young age, it really has served me well over the years now here's my point about proverbs twenty seven six Listen, anybody will tell you what you want to hear, but somebody who cares about you will tell you what you need to hear. Is that true, Bert It is so true, and how how that
1: person again that We'll do that and get ready to get your feelings hurt a little bit every, uh, you know, exactly. Uh, just know that goes with the territory, and uh, when that happens, and you get your feelings hurt over every little thing, uh, you need to go back to the examining table see if you've ever been born again. Honestly, uh, we we I'm not saying we need to have like water off of a duck's back. and Nothing sticks. I under I understand some things do stick, and we need to look. But we need to be able to look at ourselves and uh, let a man examine himself. Now, Alex, you know when I usually examine myself to see if there's something issue after I get some criticism from someone, I, yeah. I, I want to just yeah. tell you if uh, if I only listened to Bert and not to some other people, uh, I'd feel I'd feel a lot better about my life. But others have. Said, what did you mean when you said that in in your message? What did you mean when you looked that way toward that individual? And those have really, why why did I do that? So examine yourself. Make sure you're in the faith, and then examine yourself to see if there's any way in you that needs to be corrected. And, and Alex, uh, it's helpful. It's it's not harmful. It's not the it's not the harmful H. It's the helpful H. It is helpful that we mm-hmm. become all that Christ wants us to become and it usually involves others observing us and letting us hear truth from them.
2: You know, we we don't have time to drill down as deeply as as I'd like to in a lot of these verses, but I remember when I was playing baseball, I had a season I thought I was a pretty good hitter and we had a, a batting coach named Wayne Moser. I haven't seen him in decades, but he said, "Alex, he said, you you've done pretty good this year." But he looked at me, and he kind of smiled, and he said, but you're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> and I thought, well, thank you very much. You know, Well, uh, we had come in second place in Guilford County, and he said, if you'd let me help you, because I had some technique, I was doing some things wrong. And, I mean, I was an okay hitter. And after I decided I was going to maybe be teachable and not arrogant, uh, my batting really, really improved. There's 10 million ways we could apply this to each of our lives. And you know what? I We need to pray that we, as long as we live, we will be teachable, you know, because faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. I mean, somebody who doesn't care about you will just throw flattery right. towards you, they will. and I, you won't grow. But amen. like you say, if we're willing to get our feelings hurt, we can grow.
1: Now, I'm not saying I, there's a verse or two we need to go back to, but skip down to verse 17, and it just falls in line with 5, 6, and then 17. I want to share this, and then Amen. there's so much. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Now, Alex, uh, I I grew up when we had, uh, you know, it was a working instrument called an hoe. It was to cut the weeds and the grass from the garden even for me this is before pre-emergence it's before you had chemicals that would kill the weeds and the cotton and the soybeans that that we grew down here in northeast mississippi so we had uh, hoes that we would go and we would uh take away the the weeds and the vines and and everything and and so guess what you had to do you need to sharpen your hoe you need to sharpen your axe before you cut things So what does it take? Iron sharpens iron. Uh, If somebody, do do you get a soft cloth and sharpen an axe, or do you do it with a file? I won't do it. You get an iron file with with, and guess what a file has on it? It has edges on it, and those edges are able to trim away some of the things that's on that axe or that hoe. And so iron sharpens iron, doesn't it?
2: Well, it does. It really does, and we need that. I mean, you know, um, good preaching. Elmer Towns, who's a great professor, he was at Liberty. He said, you know, good, good preaching on Sunday morning should uh, it should inspire, inform, equip, and convict. Now we need that, Bert. And convicting preaching that steps on our toes. Uh, I need my toes stepped on. <laughs> I do. You know. Yeah. I, I mean. And and that's the only way we can grow, is we, if we let th- the hard, convicting sayings of the Word of God be, be preached at us sometimes. Don't just look for a church to always make you feel good. And I know sometimes that's what we do. We use the pulpit to uplift, but gently, lovingly, redemptively, we as the body of Christ, we need to convict each other as well. And like you say in verse 17, that iron sharpening iron Uh, by the work of the Holy Spirit, God's Word will sharpen us up, too. He will. Now, I want to go back, and you may have one you want to go back to, but
1: I want to go back to verse 12. Again, what we're doing, we're covering 27 and 28. That way, on Thursday, if everything goes as planned, we will finish Proverbs with chapter 31. A Great. And we want to give the whole day to 31, Mm. but look at 12. and See what you think about it, Alex. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Listen, if you want mm. to be wise, can you see down the road a little
2: bit what's coming? With the Lord's help, you'll have the <laughs> discernment and the foresight to see what's coming down the road. Well, this is Exploring the Word. Bert Harper, Alex McFarlane, you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. We'll continue in Proverbs 27 and 28 after this brief break. Stay with us. God made his design for marriage and family absolutely clear. Unfortunately,
3: Satan has a totally opposite view. The Marriage Family Life Conference 2023 wants to restore God's plan. July 6th through the 8th at the Cadence Bank Arena and Conference Center in Tupelo, Mississippi. Strengthen your marriage and your family
0: with Abraham Hamilton III. Having been made members of his eternal family, we now have a responsibility to consider how to stir one another up. George Barna. You cannot say... There's a one size fits all approach in ministry. If you've got a church
3: of a thousand people, you have a thousand different stories, hurts, fears, doubts. Dr. Lee Brand.
0: People gather together in buildings with steeples on top and crosses out front and never mention the name of Jesus in that sand.
3: And many more. The Youth Apologetics track is back as well. The Marriage Family Life Conference 2023 for His glory alone. Register today at marriagefamilylife.net. Heartbeat, respiration, brain waves these are all clinical symptoms of being alive. But Dr. Tony Evans says there's more to it than that, as we spend two minutes with Tony.
0: You know what life is? Let me tell you what life is, in a, in a practical way. Life is whatever makes you come alive. If you tell a teenager, I'm going to get you your driver's license, they come alive. If you meet that person you've been looking for, for a lifetime, you get giggly and, you know, showing pictures that nobody wants to see and all manner of things because what? You've come alive. That thing has made you alive. And so people will even use that terminology. I feel so alive. Somebody gives you a check for $100,000. That'll make you feel alive, all right? In other words, life is what makes you feel alive. Guess what Paul said? He said, for me to live is Christ. (laughs) The thing that made him alive was Jesus Christ. If you do not feel alive, one of the problems could be an issue of focus. Focus. Christ has been dimmed, foggy. Your spiritual glasses have been fogged over, so you don't see him clearly, and therefore you do not make your judgments in time based on a perspective from eternity. And therefore, you don't feel alive.
3: Learn more about what it takes to develop a close and vibrant relationship with the Lord. Check out Tony's CD series, Pursuing Christ, Available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. 1 Corinthians 2.9,
1: American Family
3: Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio.
0: Somehow you see through my heart and you wait.
2: Timeless wisdom. Timeless wisdom in Proverbs. Proverbs 27, 8 is a great verse. It says, As a bird that wanders from her nest, so is a man that wanders from his place. Hi, Alex McFarlane here along with Bert Harper. So glad you're listening to us. We feel very honored that you would be listening. Hey, in a few moments we're going to take telephone calls and Bible questions. If you want to call in, the number is triple eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. Bert, we have uh, sayings like... I've heard people say, hey, you know, I better stay in my lane, <laughs> meaning I need to know my place, and I need to focus on what I'm supposed to be responsible for. Verse 8 is like that. It's like, hey, a bird that wanders away from its nest is going to be uh, vulnerable, it's going to be in danger. That's like a man that wanders away. And look, um, morally, spiritually, emotionally, there there's there's 10,000 ways to, to get out into the weeds and there's that narrow road that Christ calls us to, to follow him. Uh, these are important things to take to heart, aren't they?
1: They really are. And, and you think about that, a man, the watchman. Uh, and, and the Old Testament is filled with the watchman on the wall. That was their place. They were to occupy that. That's what they were to do. I couldn't. When you read that, I could not help but think of Samuel when he went to Bethlehem to find the next king at Jesse's home. Jesse had his, and I use this word lightly, but truthfully, he paraded his sons who were at home in front of him to say, surely one of these good-looking guys would be it. And Samuel said, no, they're not it. Is this the only sons you have? And he said, oh, yeah, I have another one. And and he said, well, send for him." You remember what Samuel said? I will not sit until he yes. comes. Now, that's exactly. occupying your place, not just in your home, yes. but occupy your place in your home as the, the priest of your home occupy your space as the husband or, or the wife the child and, and fulfill your purpose alex i think you could say that uh, that we fulfill our purpose what an opportunity we have to do that even in 2023 when it looks like man what else could go wrong you can still occupy your place and your purpose
2: Mm. Well, I want to encourage everybody to read Proverbs 27. I mean, it's just simple wisdom uh, about knowing the state of your flocks. Be diligent over what you've got, uh, what God has entrusted to you. Verse 24 says, For riches are not forever, and doth the crown endure to every generation. Do you know what? um, Leaders rise and fall, and wealth comes and goes. Do you know what, Bert, I read a statistic of families that um, own businesses and achieve wealth, that generally, within two to three sets of kids, within two to three generations, wealth is is gone, very often squandered. So it's the Lord, it's His Word, it's truth that is eternal, and the things of this world are very, very transient. Well, verse 28, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 28 Verse one: The wicked flees when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Amen. But have you ever noticed how uh, people that don't know the Lord or people that are you know overtly running from God—they're very apprehensive. They don't have peace, and they you know tremble for no reason. But when you're at peace with God, you can be bold as a lion because you really don't have anything to be afraid of.
1: Well said. I had a friend years ago. And before he was saved, he was in a motorcycle gang, and honestly, they ran drugs and stolen property. And he said, "I was anxious all the time. The door would knock. I wondered who it was. Uh, I would see somebody coming. I wondered what it was about." Because he was having to deal with what he knew was wrong, and he could do that. He he was he was there, conscious of it. He got saved, turned his life around, and he said, "The peace that God." gave him was amazing he said now I can answer the door without fear I I can get in my automobile and drive and not worry about when if, a, if I go through a traffic check that they might what will they find when they look under the seat and he said I was he said I was bold with that because
2: now I could live in freedom freedom brings that boldness that
1: freedom in Christ Alex
2: Well, it really does. It really does. And, folks, I mean, that's one of the things. People are afraid nowadays. We don't have anything to be afraid of. Over and over, the Bible says, fear not. But it goes on, and in chapter 28, it talks about the transgression of a land. Uh, Many are the princes thereof, but a man of understanding and knowledge, uh, the state thereof shall be prolonged. Um, In other words, there's a revolving door of leadership. You know, I think about... um, our nation that has existed 245 years under one constitution. And Bert, a lot of these other nations that weren't built on a Christian foundation, they've got this just transient leaders and constitutions. Verse 2, I know it's a little bit difficult to get your mind around, but it's talking about when a people group and a country and a land, a culture, falls into sin, you're going to have one leader, one king, one prince after another. But when there is a man of understanding and knowledge, the state shall be prolonged. Now, what is understanding and knowledge? To build your your life, your culture, your country on the Word of God. And verse, and, four, uh, verse,
1: yeah. verse 4 continues in that those who forsake the law praise the wicked. In other words, the wicked, what do they say? Birds of feather flock together. So what are, mm. what are the wicked going to do? They're going to look for the wicked to be in there with them. If it's rulers, you find that out. But then, but such as keep the law, contend with them.
2: That's now, the reason. He, Bert, Go ahead. Read verse 5 now.
1: Okay. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. This is why you're looking for men who have great understanding again that's who you want. and we, we and I admit it we're, when we're pr- looking for a leader like a president, a senator, a representative, you're not necessarily looking for your pastor, but I am telling you, let me just make this plain when you have someone who is courageous and a leader and then you add to that, they contend for justice and righteousness and understand it. Alex, You can look back at the men who served as president who had those qualities. I want to just tell you, that is the time when we have advanced in greater greater in bringing more people because why? Those that were in righteous positions could bring to the leadership wisdom and understanding, and that wisdom and understanding came from the biblical, at least
2: biblical concepts, you know, well, listen, and and we don't have time to digress like I would like. But you know, over the weekend, Ben Carson said that um, racism has really become a, jeopardized our you know uh, democracy and our constitution. I mean, har- always harping on racism. Now, racism is wrong, of course. But here's the thing: I don't know if you saw in the news over the weekend that um, they now they don't beat around the bush. They say Christians are the problem. Uh, School boards around the country don't want Christians to come and be able to see what their children are being taught. And over and over, Christians and conservatives and people that believe in morality are being uh, pointed to as the problem. But, Bert, I want to say this. What's so interesting, as you and I have talked about many times, and you and I, we've had David Barton on, and we've had Bill Federer, and we've had great thinkers and great leaders. The people that... Uh, fought to end slavery, the people that fought to lift up human rights and the equality of, of men and women and all ethnicities, the people that gave us a moral foundation and ended slavery were the people that the left today would dismiss as, quote, right-wing conservatives, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so let me just say, when Proverbs 28, 5 says that the righteous and the, those who seek the Lord understand all things, that really is true. Now, we don't get arrogant or cocky. We stay humble before the Lord. But listen, it was truth and the the revelation of God that built this nation. And the the farther we've deviated from it, the worse our condition has become. Uh, verse 7 says, Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son, but he that is a companion of riotous men shame his father. Um, we want to be wise. That's we been
1: repeated them. again and again. Alex,
2: that, oh, yes, that's absolutely. how
1: important that is. Let me make this and you continue. Generation, passing it on. In a relay race, you got four people that's running. What is the most critical time? When they extend the baton. And when the person that lays his hand behind and he receives or she receives the baton, then they yes. continue running from generation to generation. And that's why the book of Proverbs so profoundly again and again talks about the wise son and, and, and receiving that from his father and his mother. And that's what you've just gotten through. We've had those men that founded our, our country, wisdom, They've handed it down. Ben Franklin said, if you can keep it, where do you yes. keep it? By handing it down to generation to generation.
2: I'm going to read Proverbs twenty-three seventeen before I read Proverbs twenty-eight fourteen. Now Proverbs twenty-three seventeen says, Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all day long. Okay? Verse 14 of Proverbs 28, happy is the man that feareth always, but he that hardeneth his heart will fall into mischief. Now, you say, well, here's a paradox It's telling us not to be afraid and the unrighteous, the wicked flee when nobody pursues. But you know what? It's talking about the reverence of God. Just over this weekend, I was reading in uh, First and Second Corinthians, and it says, and this is talking to believers, it says, The love of Christ constrains or compels us, and knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Let me say, the wisest thing you can do, and the, the place of safety where you can dwell in peace, is to fear God. Amen. And, and Bert, we, we've become, to a large degree, a culture that no longer fears God.
1: And 12 and 13 add to that. Now, let me say, read them. When the righteous rejoice, there is great glory. But when the wicked arise, men hide themselves. They're, and you said it a moment ago, those people on school boards— and uh, they're saying, we don't need to hire Christians. They're a detriment to our society and what we're trying to accomplish. That sure is. They're trying to accomplish yeah, exactly. the overthrow of the Constitution, if you get right down to it, their ultimate goal. And it says in verse 13, and I, I have it highlighted and marked, he who covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. The word confess means to agree with or to say the same thing. It's not just saying, oh, yeah, I did it. No, it is saying the same thing about it that God says about it, agreeing Mm. with God. When I confess, I'm agreeing with God. God, you said this about me. There's none righteous. No, not one. I'm not righteous. You said it, God. No one. Everyone comes short of your glory. God, I come short of your glory. We agree with God and then see he says, whoever will call up on the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name in your authority, knowing who you are, what you've done, turning away from my sin, recognizing that and turning to you. Alex, again, I found verse 13, a very compelling verse concerning salvation.
2: Well, amen. 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 You know, it talks about the one that walks uprightly, verse 19, shall be saved. He that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. Verse 19, I'm sorry, that was verse 18. 19 talks about being industrious and tilling your land and having bread. And in other words, work, work. He that follows after vain persons shall have poverty enough. Isn't it something there's the idea of having bread and... Uh, supply enough by living morally, godly, fearing the Lord, and working, but following after vain persons brings not plenty of supply, but plenty of poverty. Amen. Alex, Uh, real quick,
1: what do you think? Because time's running out, and I did desperately, and I think you do too, want to get to 25 and 26? Yes. Okay, would you mind doing that? Because our time may flee away. Would you read them in a comment?
2: He that is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he that puts his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Uh, And that's blessed, not uh, corpulent as in fat. Okay, (laughs) verse 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely shall be delivered. You know, they they talk about these people that serve as their own attorney. They say the man that's his own lawyer has a fool for a client. Yes. Uh, Well, (laughs) he who trusts in his own heart because, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, uh, trust in the Lord and not in your own heart. Uh, listen, blessing, abundance, fatness, as the old King James says, deliverance, favor, that's the one who trusts not in his own ideas but in God's revelation, and not in his own abilities but in the one who sticks closer than a brother, the Savior. Amen.
1: So what, 25 and 26, do not trust your own way. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof or the way is the way of death. Listen, you might think, well, my good deeds are going to outweigh my bad deeds. I'm all right. Uh, You know, I I walked the aisle and I did, you know, I joined church. I'm all right. No, it's a relationship. So verse 25 makes it plain. He who trusts in the Lord. The question today is, who have you trusted? You remember in John chapter 6, jesus said some difficult things and a lot of them walked away and jesus turns to peter and the apostles and he asks them will you also walk away and peter (laughs) sometimes he could put his foot in his mouth alex but he didn't that time he said to whom would we go you have the words of life alex there's no one like jesus and we ask people trust him he is worth it isn't he
2: the wisest thing you can ever do is to admit that you're not wise without christ but do you know Jesus is as close by as a prayer? You can call out to the Lord even today, even right this minute. You can call out to the Lord, praise his name, receive his forgiveness, follow his word. And we'll talk more about that when Exploring the Word continues.
3: Hannah's Heart, a half-hour program specifically designed to encourage
1: Christian couples walking through infertility and miscarriage.
2: This is not a show
1: that's going to promise you a certain outcome, Mm -hmm. but this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White, each Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio.
0: You can find the podcast at AFR.net. at 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House Construction Ministry, please email us at at 8 daysofhopecom or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Your poverty will come in like a vagabond and your need like an armed man. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Amazon CEO announced a rollback of the company's remote work policy and will now require employees to come into the office to work in person at least three days per week. Employees were furious. More than 14,000 of them joined an internal company communication channel to express their anger due to the policy change. Nearly 80% of those 14,000 employees claimed they would start looking for new jobs. Others drafted a formal petition against returning to the office. Amazon employee terminations may be next.
3: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
2: Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. When you're up on the
0: mountain top or walking through the valley below. Jesus is enough. When the storms come crashing in and you're carrying a heavy load, Don't
1: look for Man, what a radio voice. <laughs> Jesus up, is enough. enough. That, that, that is solid singing. I appreciate Jesus that so enough. much. Hey, by the way, lines are open and you can make your call. You can be the first caller at 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. We didn't give that number. We were so excited about chapters 27 and 28 of Proverbs. And guess what? 29 doesn't let up any, Alex. 29
2: is as powerful and as good as 27 and 28. Well, amen. It it really is. And folks, if you've got a Bible question, you can call in Triple Eight Five Eight Nine Eighty Eight Forty. I do want to remind everybody, Bert and I will be in Tennessee April twenty-one through twenty-three at Truth for a New Generation, along with Abe Hamilton, Will, and Mickey Addison. It's gonna be amazing. You can go to my website, which is alexmcfarland.com, look for events, and we would love to see you at the Truth for a New Generation Apologetics conference coming up. April 21 through 23. Well, uh, now, Alex, let me. We had
1: somebody that said, be sure and give. How can they register? So give that one more time. How can
2: yeah, they register? Just go to com. You can register online. And, um, you know, it's very, very affordable. It's I think it's something like $20. It's, it's really not much at all. And the theme is Truth Matters. Okay, get this. Truth Matters. And here's the subtitle, Confronting the Issues that Will Shape Our Future. And what we're going to do, we're going to equip you with great encouragement and just confidence to stand for the Lord, to speak to the issues of our day, and to be conversant and Oh, my goodness. Could could there be better presenters than people like <laughs> Abe Hamilton, Miki Addison? Bert, you're going to be speaking. I'll be speaking. And we look forward to meeting you there in Paris, Tennessee, which is not too far from Nashville, April 21 through 23 at Truth for a New Generation. That is
1: true. And by the way, uh, Brent is going to put that up on our website. our, our excuse me, our Facebook uh and that way, you can find Alex how to register there for that exciting meeting that we're having in Paris, Tennessee. Well, people called in after I said so. Let's get hmm. to as many as we can. Chris in Kansas, welcome, Chris. Hey, how y'all doing
3: today? Listen to you almost every day. Quick question: uh, You know, I pray for the Ukraine every day. How should I pray? Pray for Vladimir Putin? Okay, how should I pray yeah. for him to? get saved? Should I pray for God to take
1: him out of here? How should I pray? Great question, Chris. I agree. Let me just share. First of all, you pray that his plans fail. That You mm. pray can uh, hit two things at one time. God takes care of him dying. God takes care of all that. The days are numbered, but you can pray that his plans will fail, that the people of Russia well, uh, many of them are waking up, but he's such such a stranglehold on the people. The other one is, let him come to the end of himself, like the prodigal son. Now, not that he had the training. He did not. He did not know, but they had come to the end of themselves and see its turmoil and, and pray that God, Lord, speak to his heart. His heart may be so hardened he would not listen. I understand
2: that. But you pray that his plans fail, don't you, Alex? Well, you do, Bert? Was it First Timothy two two? Pray for kings, for those in authority, that we may lead a peaceable life in all godliness. Yes. You know, and so uh, you know, we pray uh, a, a prayer. I, I don't know that I should that we would pray. You know, take his life. God knows that that's that's God's realm. But if we imagine if he and all the great leaders of the world would get saved and live for Jesus, what a world it would be! It would be. But until he does get saved. You don't want his plans to succeed.
1: That's, you know? Uh, Very true. That's very true. true. Let's go to Texas. Nate, welcome. Hey, guys. Love you. Love your show. Uh, I got a question. So I I enjoy
3: listening to the Bible. while I'm either exercising or driving. Uh, I usually go to that Bible app. But I was wondering if you guys knew of uh, an app or some kind of audio that did uh, like a study Bible. So you can get more in depth on hearing what is actually being said.
2: That's great. Alex, do you know of one? Well, I think David Jeremiah does, Um, but I want to mention two names, one that will be very familiar to everybody, uh, David Jeremiah, and I I know he has a wonderful study Bible in print, but I believe he also has a study Bible on audio, but here's a name that you may not know, David Guzik, it's like uh, G-U-Z-I-K, and he has got, if you Google his name, David Guzik, he's got Online, it's completely free. His audio Bible commentary, and um, I'll see if I can find that website. Bert, have you ever heard of him? Preach that. Spell that again, so Brent can get that
1: down, and he'll put that on the Facebook as well. Who is that? G
2: U Z I K, um, and his website, Enduring Word. That's what it. Enduring Word um and we if you listen we don't recommend a lot of things, but I've read his website I've listened to his audio study bible everything that I've ever heard him say Bert you and I would agree with and i th- and it's it's online you can just listen to it I've listened to it with my you know cell phone and I think you'll endure uh enjoy it enduring word David guzik uh I've been very impressed and of course we all love David Jeremiah, and Amen. he's good, too. Amen. Thank you so much, Nate. Thank you for listening.
1: Let's go to Allen in Texas. Welcome, Alan. Hi. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I love hearing you guys. Uh, so I had a question.
3: Last, this past Friday, I was listening to a re-air of the uh, Addisons, and they had a uh, medium on there that had uh, turned Christian. And she was mentioning different people in the Bible that practiced divination and and everything, and, and so and, and it brought up uh, the fact that uh, back in the Old Testament Joseph had a cup that he practiced divination with, and I was kind of curious as to why he did that.
1: Okay, let me see, Al, uh, Alex. Two things about Joseph: he he was raised right, but then he got into the in Pharaoh and knew some things, do you think it wore off on him, or was that a special, uh, I I would say, a dispensation from God to help Joseph?
2: Well, you know, we have long loved Joseph, and um, here's the thing. um, This is when he—didn't he put this in Benjamin's sack of grain? If I remember correctly. That's right. And— You know, here's the thing. I don't know that um, he really practiced divination, because here's the thing. His brothers had not recognized him yet. They've come to Egypt for grain because there's a a sore famine in the land, right? And he puts this cup, and he lets them go, and he says, "'Wait a minute, one of you has stolen my silver cup. Don't you know this is the cup I use for divination?' Don't you know, a man like me could practice divination, and this is in Genesis 44, and of course the brothers were seized with fear, oh no, please, and he goes, you know, take me, take me, but let Benjamin go, because, see, um, Joseph's father, uh, Jacob, believing that Joseph had been dead for years and years, his next favorite son was young Benjamin, and joseph was pulling a trick on his brothers to really put the fear of god in them they came forward and they said no let benjamin go take me take me and their hearts had become honest so while this is a lie he didn't practice divination and that cup had no magical powers um i guess he was doing that to really frighten his brothers till he revealed himself bert is this one of those occasions where not everything the bible records the Bible affirms. Alex, it is, and you have that quite a few times.
1: And that's what makes the Bible so rich, because it does not hide warts. Uh, yeah. Sometimes uh, it, it brings them out that would have normally not known. But yes, I would agree. Let's go to your state of North Carolina and talk to Mike. Welcome, Mike.
3: Uh, thank you for taking my call, and God bless you for everything y'all are doing. Bless
2: you, my brother.
3: question is, my question is, how can you be absolute certain whether God is talking to you in reference to, like, going to a different job, or if it's your own self trying to talk yourself into going to another job? I, I changed jobs, um... I'm an over the road truck driver because I was gone so long from home. And this other company, I kept praying and praying and praying. This other company kept calling me to come there. I ended up going there. And since I went there, my health has declined. It's put a strain on my marriage. And I thought God was leading me to that next company.
1: Mike, thank Mm -hmm. you for calling. And we need, we're going to ask people to write Mike's name down. And, and pray for him, okay? Yeah. Alex, can you be 100% sure it's of God when okay, let me give you this. When you left focus on the family and you were there, what a position to have and mm-hmm. then God opened up a door to go back to North Carolina. Wasn't it North Carolina? Yeah. yeah. And, and your parents were there at a very difficult time and When you got there, let's just, I know the story, everything wasn't a bed of roses when you went there, but yet
2: God had his way, did he not? That's true, that's true. And Mike, let me encourage you, because I I don't know if you have wondered this, you've taken this different job, which I'm assuming would allow you to be home more and and be more local than way over the road. Is that right, Mike?
3: That is correct.
2: And and you've taken that job and you you did it. with with a pure heart, best way you knew how, and yet some troubles have come along. I don't, don't tell yourself, oh my goodness, maybe I'm now out of God's will. I don't think that's the case at all, because you, in in a way, I mean, what if you were hundreds of miles from home driving a truck and, and your health issues came up? Um, Charles Spurgeon, many years ago, he said, uh, never doubt in the dark what God had promised you in the light. So sometime back, you prayed about it. Best way you knew how, you made this decision, and uh, now it's not exactly easy. I would say, um, for one thing, don't, don't panic, and don't beat yourself up and think, well, maybe I've gotten out of God's will. Keep on praying, and we're going to stand with you in prayer. I suspect things are going to smooth out, and and you're going to, maybe some weeks or months from now, you'll look back and say, praise God, boy, what a great decision. Um, but let me say this, the will of God, there's a great book by Gary Friesen called Decision Making and the Will of God. And it says the will of God for every Christian is to conform to the image of Christ. People say, well, should I take this job or that job? Friesen says, well, maybe it could be either job. Because the primary call of God on the life of a Christian is to be in the will of the Lord every day growing in Jesus. so um, i I don't I don't worry that you're some way irreparably out of God's will. Now, if time goes by and this job isn't the best fit, then um, you know pray and God will help you go a different way, but um, number one. Cleave to Jesus. Number two, love your spouse. Lay down your life for your bride, and then just keep on trusting God and say, Lord, you led me, I I followed the best way I knew how, and I'm trusting you to help me each and every day. And Bert, I believe He will, don't you? I
1: believe it with all my heart. You got to remember that which is not of faith is sin. We change positions based on faith. When I came to AFR. I came trusting God. I said, God, give me leadership as best I know. I believe this is your will. And listen, it is by faith and obedience. We walk by faith and not by sight. If we could do the sight thing and know everything, uh, where would faith be? But we move from faith to faith. Thank you, Mike. We got a lot of good calls here. And this one is Don from Illinois. Don, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your ministry. Um,
3: Bless you. I've got a question here. We are in Sunday school, <clears throat> Sunday, and um, we're talking about uh, Paul speaking here, and it's uh, this is in the First Corinthians six nine and ten, and he describes there these people that will not enter into the kingdom, and so could you comment on that uh, scripture? It uh, talks about the, um, you know those that steal and those different things, the uh, uh, prostitutes and all that.
1: Don, thank you. Let me say this. Cole from Georgia has called in with the same verse today. Look at that number seven, Alex. And he he, said homosexual added later and not an accurate translation. Would you speak to that? Time's running out. And and, and they need to hear from Um. you go
2: ahead. You know, I, I think one of the keys to understanding this is in verse 11, where it says, as such were some of you, but you were washed. Now, by the way, the word that is translated homosexual is a Greek word, arsenikoite, which, it, and a lot of the, the pro-gay people, they'll say, well, that's not really accurate to translate it homosexual. No, it really is uh, ad, uh, accurate, um, that the word there does mean, at least all these These sins. If these sins are not repented from, you can't go to heaven. Now, can a uh, fornicator, idolater, adulterer, homosexual, abusers of themselves, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, can they inherit the kingdom of God? Of course, if they do what 11 says be washed, sanctified, justified. In other words, you've got to get born again. Past tense verb. Former homosexual, former liar, murderer, stealer, drunkard. Now, God will forgive any sin, Billy Graham said. He will overlook no sin. Bert, it's not that anybody can't be saved. Anybody that will turn to Jesus can be saved. But God doesn't come to save you in sin, but from sin. Amen. And we must... Admit that it is sin and repent from it. Turn from
1: it and turn to Christ. The word is repentance. Turn from, turn to. And uh, so, again, Cole, I hope you heard that. Uh, we And I appreciate it so much, you calling. And, Don, thank you for your call today. Cody, uh, if you can call back tomorrow, we'd love to talk about the burning bush. And uh, so if you can get in tomorrow, we'd love to hear that great question that you had. Alex, it'll be... Proverbs 29 tomorrow, and it starts off with a bang just like the others did. And so we want to share that with you. We think it'll be a blessing to everyone who listens, don't we?
2: Well, we do. And, folks, Proverbs is so good. Uh, Read on ahead, and we'll join you again tomorrow. You can go to afa.net and share this with somebody. Most of all, share Jesus with everybody. Tell them about how they can know the Lord and be saved. God bless you, and thanks for listening.